Ching, it is money time. Week one betting show. Let's go. Let go. Let go. I'm going to make you let go of your title this year. You're going down, kid. Four years in a row, I've beaten Sims. I think it's only three. I think it's three because I don't think the first year we did the better. Right, show. we did not. But, but three you, years you in tout a row. four a lot, and it's okay. I just let you go with that. It's okay. Yeah, no, you're right. It's three. I'm going for four. You're going I'm for going four. For the four. You're beats. going for four. But let me just say, audience. There's a disclaimer. What? I don't feel good about my picks this week. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Oh, I'm I don't know head. what to do, emoji. The fact that I'm in my head and it's week one, <laughs> I am screwed. Week one's hard, though. Um, first off, want to say this. Uh, to everybody that watched the show Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday on YouTube, Sims and Lefko, the show, I really want to appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you guys. To see all the comment section and to see all the people telling us that, wow, you guys are blowing up or you're glowing up right now. We're so proud of you. Like, I want you guys to know that all of this is happening legitimately because of you guys. We would go in there and we'd say all the time, look, we have this audience. They really support us. We think that we're kind of this cool community and we love them and they love us. And for you guys to show up and just fill it with all that stuff, whether it was Twitter, Instagram, but really in the YouTube comment section it was awesome to watch and i know we had fun making it we definitely did it feels right it feels like us it feels like a podcast but yet we got some pizzazz with it now a little sizzle and and i also think to all the people that were like where are the podcasts dude we got you like we are not going less we're going more just to kind of go over everything Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have a new something for you every day. Tuesday, we're recapping the weekend. Wednesday night is going to be the show. Thursday is going to be diving into Sims' notebook. And Friday will be this show, which is betting on all the games like we always have. So you guys are getting more from us this year because... If you took any of those things away, I think we'd be pissed. I agree. Because it's something that we like to do that if you took it away, it'd be like, well, when are we diving into Sims' notebook? Yep. When are we previewing the games? Right. When are we looking back? And the show is like next week, we got a lot more stuff. Yeah. Sean McVay is going to be on the show. Right. Uh, D'Angelo Hall is going to be on the show. The show will be great. Uh, and again, I appreciate all you guys for watching it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it is funny. We had Ray Liotta on the show and then your your wife went on a date with him. That's right. I know. Hey, we pulled some strings. Uh, So here's how the gambling podcast is going to work. Me and Sims will get a bankroll of 1,600 bleacher bucks each week. Every week. Every week. No matter the bye weeks or anything. Because it's $100 per game. What did you say? Oh, no, it doesn't matter in the bye weeks. I'm stupid. $100 per game. Stupid. Sorry. Yeah, so in the bye week, we get less. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it's it's $100 per each game. Uh, the minimum bet, if you don't want to bet a lot, is $10 per game. Tan. So you could legitimately bet $1,450 on one game and then bet $10 on the other 15 if you wanted to. Right. If you did that in week one, I'd call you crazy. Uh, so <laughs> Fendrick is going to keep track 
track of all this. Uh, when we make the bets, there will be graphics on the bottom of the screen, and we will keep track and see who's winning, who's losing. Uh, one thing that we noticed from you guys last year is you guys thought it was hilarious when we would bet on the Thursday night football game, and you'd message us after the game already happened and go, it's so funny to hear you guys bet on a game that already happened and realize that you're completely wrong. Right. So what we're going to try and do this year to kind of grow that is we're gonna, instead of doing a preview of Thursday night, we're going to do a pre-cap. This is a challenge to us. It's definitely a challenge to me. We have to talk about the Thursday night game like it's already happened. <laughs> Since everyone's hearing this Friday morning, we're going to kind of make our picks and be like, I totally knew the Falcons were going to win that game. That I mean, look, D- Matt Ryan threw three intercept, like threw three touchdowns. We're going to try and do it like it's already happened, okay. even though we're recording this on Thursday. This is bound to be screwed up by me. We're going to have one mascot battle. Mm-hmm. Each week, and I think we'll find ones where we completely disagree on the game okay. and go, I'm ready to battle. Cool. And so we'll do one mascot battle. And I've done some self-scouting. I listened to the season preview episode. Okay. And I realized towards the end, not only did I interrupt you a lot, I took a lot of your information. I have heard for the better part of four years that I interrupt <laughs> Sims a lot. <laughs> And what's crazy is I don't even know anymore. Yes. And I didn't know either. And then I went back and listened and went, I'm annoyed by myself. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. Since I naturally listen to your bets and then take my own opinion from that, you're going to go first. Okay. People really don't listen for me. They really listen for you. But well, you're you are better at the betting. Let's let's yes. let that out there. I don't feel confident this yeah. week. But what my idea is, you're going to you're going to do the bets. I'm right. going to shut the f up. You're going to do it, and then I'm going to go. God damn it! Yeah. I was completely opposite right. of you. So I'm going to let you go first. Yeah. I'll go, and then at the end, we're still doing guaranteed to lose, which I'm very excited. About. Right. Okay. First How bet, and I'm acting like this happened. Are we going to Thursday right, night so, right okay. off the bat? So. We are going to be doing Sims. What happened last night in Atlanta, yes. Philadelphia, and where did you put your money? Well, first of all, we got to remind everybody that the bets are locked in. We've already done yes. this before the I show. We're not making this up on the fly or anything, no. so we're already locked into what we've done, just so everybody knows out there. Okay, the Philadelphia Atlanta Falcons game last night was phenomenal. It was okay? a great game. It was great, but I got a little false confidence there early on because Eagles and Nick Foles actually looked pretty good. And I said, whoa, okay, this looks like the Nick Foles from the Super Bowl. But then as the game went on, we saw the Nick Foles that we kind of saw all preseason Mm. and late last regular season. We were questioning him. I think a lot of our evaluations before the game were kind of correct. We were concerned that the Eagles didn't have weapons on the wide receiver with no Jeffrey there and Mac Hollins, who I think is the go-deep vertical guy. Right. And that really hurt the Eagles, I think, overall in their game plan. Hurt the RPOs, Lefko, because I think the Falcons just said, what are you afraid of? We'll play man-to-man. We'll get in your face. We'll do some creative things. You saw that in the game, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was very tough sledding. For the Eagles, the theme of the Eagles, hey, uh, the offense being inconsistent from the preseason, it carried over to last night. And, hey, the Falcons won. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. They won won out the game. It's 23-20. to Falcons win the football game. Right. Um, And And how much money did you put on the Falcons? I put $200 on the Falcons. Wow. Yes. The other thing that I think came to fruition, $200 on the Falcon. They can kill Eagles. They come from the top. I'm a heat-seeking missile. 
You're dead, Eagle. You like that? That was great. Yes. <laughs> but I think the other concern I had about the Eagles going into the matchup is the nickel cornerback situation, mm. right? I got Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox. Right. Who's that going to be? Who can they rely on now that Patrick Robinson's gone? And through my studies during the week going back and evaluating Atlanta from last year, one thing that jumped out to me about the game, first of all, they were horrible on third down. So I thought they would have some wrinkles. And in the red zone. And in the red zone. So I thought, man, if there's one thing they got to be better at this offseason or at least have a few tricks up their sleeve for this matchup, that it'll be third down and red zone offense. And it proved right last night. They scored a few touchdowns. They were better on third down. Yeah. Okay? But the other thing I think they had to look at, and this is where I think Calvin Ridley came into play. They must have came to the end of the season last year and just said, Damn, we, we only really have two options in the past game. We need another guy if Matt Ryan's going to be our guy. Mm. And I really think that they went into the game going, we're going to test this third corner for the Philadelphia Eagles. They exposed that. Wow. And that's why the Falcons won the football game. That's interesting. Yes. All right, so uh, 23-20 Falcons win. Yes. Um, so I don't know what game you were watching. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have spent the last month telling everybody and their mom that the Falcons are going to win this game. And in the beginning of the game, I was going, I was right. I'm watching the game and all the, the banner reveal from the Eagles, all that emotion. Falcons went down that first drive and they did what I was really worried about, right. which was they attacked the absence of Nigel Bradham. Yes. I, I do like Jordan Hicks. Yeah. I don't know what I'm getting with him coming yeah, back. And coming saw, back for, he was yeah, a little rusty last night. Yeah, and then rusty. also, you know, they don't have Michael Krendrick, so right. they have this Kruger Hill guy. He kind of was a little rusty. Krendricks so, and Kruger Hill? I don't know their names. <laughs> I stop interrupting me. I didn't interrupt you. But I they really focused a lot on Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman mm -hmm. kind of attacking the middle. But what happened was a lot what happened in that playoff game. This time, though, it didn't require the ball going off Keanu Neal's knee. Instead of relying on Nick Foles, I think the unit that everyone forgot about was Maybe that the Eagles have the best offensive line in the NFL when they're all healthy. And I saw a downhill running game last night that I really wasn't expecting. Jay Ajayi's legs look good. Right. Corey Clement looked really good. And to see Darren Sproles dice up a great linebacker like they have in Atlanta Falcons and catch that touchdown was very impressive. How, how much did you bet? Who did you bet on? I Well, luckily, with the Eagles winning the game, I actually bet $100 on the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so let me go through. Now I can stop Can we pretending. be normal yeah, now? now? That's be normal. Damn, that was hard. It's hard enough being me. I'm not that smart. So here's the first thing. Right. I looked back because I kept going, oh, well, the Patriots blew a home game. That happens all the time. Yeah. In the last 15 years, right. this Thursday night game, has been won by the home team. How many times do you think in the last 15 years? Ooh, I, I off the top of my, I'm going to say about this. Oh, won by the home team, the you're just saying? The home team, Ooh, not the Super not Bowl the winner. Super Bowl the champ. home team. Oh, I'm going to say it's probably 12. 13. Wow. So other than last year, right. that would be 12 of the last 14. No, that would be... Uh, 13 of the last 14 years before last year, right. the home team has won. Right. Uh, never 
has another defending Super Bowl champion opened in primetime at home with the same quarterback that won the Super Bowl and be favored by anything less than 3.5 points. Mm. This is the first time it's happened. Wow. They're always What was favored. the other loss, if you don't mind me asking you? Did you? Uh, I have it. I just I, okay. I didn't look. All right. Um, like the, I want to say like the Cowboys lost to the Giants one it of those was, years. It was the I think opening the, of the new stadium. I think it was the Giants lost to the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys the, haven't won a Super Bowl. No, but I think the Giants went to the Cowboys after they won the Super Bowl. Right, Therefore, the Cowboys the were the Romo home thing. team, and they lost. Right. I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I th- I'll have to check it out. All right. But what really went into my head was, this is an Eagles team that won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and is being treated like the underdog yet again. I think often what happens to the Super Bowl champion is they go out there, and they're they're too excited. They're too happy. They're They're taking it light. Maybe it's because I'm just so into the Eagles that I'm hearing all these stories about how motivated they are. I look at the Eagles' defensive line, and I think they've been a little underwhelming thus far in the preseason. But I expect against a Falcons offensive line, which is a little bit smaller, I think they're going to be all over that running game. The other thing is... We're just assuming that Steve Sarkeesian's going to have it clicking I, I, right away. I hear you. I and, know. And I look at this offense, and I do think they're going to have success in their first drive, right. the Falcons. But I look at the Eagles and go, I look at a Falcons D-line. If this Eagles offensive line's clicking, they can push around all those guys. Grady Jarrett will slip through a few times, but I really think they can get a big push right. on some of the small. They're a fast team, and the they Eagles are. are a big team. I, I just I'm, gra- get, I'm glad you brought this up, so just remind me to go back there. I'm going to yeah. just wrap it up like yeah, this. Right. I just thought I'm getting a home team right. on Thursday night football yeah. with a very good defense. And and I think Matt Ryan is like one in four in Philadelphia where he's from. Right. I, I look at it and go, I'm going to take practically a home underdog, it feels like. By the by the time this game goes, it might be an underdog. Yeah. I'm going to take the points because I think the energy is going to be crazy. It will be. And I, I think we're underestimating the two lines for the Eagles. Yeah. Because Holly Poley's not playing. No. It's Peters. No, I know. You got you have So I'll the, take I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I get you. You got the better line on both sides of the ball. There's no doubt that's, about that. That's where I went. And with. the Sarkeesian thing is very real. We don't know. We we're don't hoping. Know. We're hoping they're better on third down. We're hoping they're better in the red zone. I will say this, just the context of Please. last year, right? I just, know that it's I, – I was thinking Falcons for no, a while. No, no, and I know. And I, you're not wrong because the context of last year, too, I think people need to remember this. The Eagles kind of dominated the divisional playoff game. They pushed, Did they? They kind of pushed – Atlanta scored 10 points on – after Jay Ajayi's fumble on the first drive. I totally forgot went, about Got that. down a field goal. And their other touchdown drive was an 18-yard drive off the muffed punt, if you remember. That's how Atlanta oh, scored wow. 10 points. Eagles had their way. They made it ugly. They beat them up up front. Yes. Uh, but still, Matt Ryan had the ball I know. on the six-yard line like a minute to win the game. Yeah. And I think the other thing, this is my last thing and we'll move on, is just the context of last season, too. Let's not forget the Falcons had to play a pretty physical game the week before. Your team had two weeks yeah. off. Really played no games of meaning oh, I totally and were as it. fresh as could be at the end of the regular season where the Falcons were had to play... 
Carolinas and the New Orleans at the end of the year to actually get into the playoffs, let alone then go to L.A. Yeah. So I, I, those are little things where I said I think the Falcons are going to be a little more fresh and have a few more tricks up their sleeve schematically. I, I totally, in my head, yeah. think the Falcons are going to win, but I, I think that I looked at this and went, this just feels like an Eagles win to me. That's yeah. the weird thing with betting, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be honest. I took a lot of risks this week. Yeah. Um, I also spread my money practically even across the board. Oh, okay. I learned from last season yeah. that there's things that happen in week one that don't replicate themselves. Right. Bucks beat the Falcons two years ago. Uh, Jim Tomasula's first year, the Niners beat the Vikings and then went on to lose the like next 10 game, games. Right, right. It, it's a fluky week. It is. And so I took a little bit of risk, but I spread my money out because last year I got screwed. Right. Uh, one thing, before we get into the 1 o'clock games for Sunday, I went and looked. Last year, the 1 o'clock games in week one, away teams were 6-2 and two wow. at 1 o'clock. Interesting. At four o'clock Sunday night and Monday night, home teams home teams were five and one. Mm. I've always believed that some teams get shocked at one o'clock. The four o'clock Sunday night and Monday night games watch that and go, let's not get shocked. Is that a thing that football players it can happen? I think it can happen. It's it definitely those guys are opened up to the idea of like, wait, this team was supposed to win and they're being upset. We yeah. better like get on our P's and Q's here. The other thing is the schedule of the preseason. Everybody played night games, and now oh. you have to play at 1 o'clock. You notice there's only a few teams that play like 1 p.m. preseason games. Yes. Very few. Very few. So now like Cincinnati Buffalo was Right, one of Cincinnati them. Buffalo. The Rams, I think, did it two or three times. None of their starters but played. Exactly. So I that's think that's what gets them, too, is they go, wait, wait, I got to be like ready to go at 1230 in the afternoon? Yeah. I, I haven't had to do that all year. And I think that's what kind of catches teams like that uh, by surprise. I just thought that was very interesting. It is very. Uh, especially, so that I, that's why I took a little bit more risks, too. All right, so first game, uh, I feel like I know where both of us are going on this. Yes. Buffalo at Baltimore, and we're getting the line at minus seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll set it up. Buffalo will be starting Nathan Peterman. Yep. Uh, I think people saw that Cincinnati game, and it scared everybody because yes. that offensive line. Right. We are both very high on Baltimore. I have them winning the division. You have them going to a wild card. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Well, uh, I certainly think Baltimore is the better football team here. They're favored by seven points. Um and I think that's a little too rich for my blood, first wow. of all. Yeah, I do. I'm putting $10 on the Buffalo. I mean, uh, let me just make sure that. Wait, hold on. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. $10 on the Baltimore Ravens. All of, It's right in front of you. Oh, yeah, no, but I have it here. There's some other things jumbled in here. Okay. okay. So don't worry about my notes. You should worry about your notes. <laughs> so but you're doing $10 on the Ravens. I'm doing $10 on the Ravens here. Yeah, I, I don't feel necessarily totally confident that they can win a football game by more than seven points. I need to see this offense in real-time action. Sean McDermott's a very good defensive coordinator. He keeps gonna, it right in front of the defense. Exactly right. He's going to be very smart and taking away some of the things we've seen the Ravens do offensively. And I think they can maybe make this... What scares me is just I think they can maybe make this a little bit of an ugly defensive struggle type of football game where I just don't know if the Ravens win by four points or maybe they win by 10 points. Mm. I could see it either way. I clearly think the Ravens are the better team, but week one does always scare me, like you kind of said. Yeah. And this is just one game where I looked at and just said, I'm not so sure. There's a few too many ifs there for me, uh, and I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens, $10. Uh, so 
I looked at this and I thought the one Baltimore weakness that I see on defense is maybe the secondary with Jimmy Smith mm-hmm. being out. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that I'm not afraid of Buffalo taking advantage no. of. I looked at this and I thought, I figured that line would be bigger. And I felt like Vegas, because they know the Ravens like we know the Ravens yeah. and how they can underperform and keep teams very close. I looked at that and went, that line should have been 10, but they went, Baltimore doesn't score a lot, and they made it seven. I put $200 on the Ravens Ooh. minus seven. <laughs> The Ravens are coming, Sean McDermott. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Nevermore. Nevermore. Uh, I, I thought this. This is really why I, I go, if I'm going to be this high on the Ravens, yeah. and I'm going to give them the two seed, mm-hmm. I loved how they came out last year. 20 to nothing to win, like 10 turnovers in the first two games. I love the Ravens special teams, and I know that Buffalo keeps teams in front of them. Yes. They were a lot better at home last year. They were. And, and I look at Baltimore and I go, I think they're going to come out and they're going to make a statement. That That's kind of how I look at this okay. team. Yeah. I think the offensive line is healthy. I think the Buffalo defense is good. And I know they got star Lutalele, but I think overall their defensive line isn't that impressive. No, it is not. I don't, I don't see, like, I don't think Jerry Hughes is that guy No, anymore. it's a lot of good, nothing great. And... The, the Buffalo Bills were very reliant on turnovers last year. Yep. I expect Alex Collins to have a very big game. Mm-hmm. I think the Baltimore front seven is going to be able to stop the, the LaShawn McCoy and the Buffalo Bills you running think game. think so, yes. Create a lot of pressure on their own. Yep. I think the guy that everyone's forgetting about that could end up being a star in this game is Brandon Williams. I think Brandon's going to be in the backfield a lot. Uh, I, I think I see Baltimore winning this game by 13 points. Okay. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, that's out. okay. I mean, I feel I feel or I share your feelings with Baltimore. I just I gotta see them. I gotta see the offense in action. I, I do. I just worry about ugly games, to which is the style they play. If this and game I, was in Buffalo, right. I would have done what you did. You would have done what I did because I think yeah. Buffalo in Buffalo for some reasons. Right. Real, we're. I think we're gonna learn a lot. Whether it's are we underestimating Sean McDermott's ability to keep every game close, mm-hmm. or is this team gonna fall off like we think it could? Yeah, it's it's certainly one of the least impressive rosters in the sport. I think from top to bottom, as far as the, yeah. difference makers. That's that's the thing we look at but the one thing I always love about McDermott is his team plays as a whole the offense balances the defense Brian Dayball being there coming from New England I do think he'll know how to handle Baltimore a little bit to where he could have a few things just to slow down the pass rush or the aggressiveness but I'm with you the Ravens are going to win this football game yes uh I just don't have a ton of confidence. You have more than me. Now I'm rooting for Buffalo to keep it close. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, I, I, I really came down to this. I could see a lot of sacks on Peterman, like we talked about yes, in the show. Right. And then with the Ravens' ability to pin people deep with that great punter mm-hmm. and Justin Tucker's ability to kind of pound it through from sure. anywhere, I could see them pile up a few points. And Alec, I, I really love the Ravens. That's really what it came yeah, down to. all good. All right, next one. Probably the game that I'll have my eyes on the most for 1 o'clock. Jacksonville at the New York Giants. Uh, I'll break this down. There is no team in Simza's mind that is more athletically gifted than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you believe that the New York Giants could have a great team. They really do when you look at their roster. They're loaded all over the place. The question is, which team pulls it out? Sims, go for it. Yeah, I'm uh, okay. So Jacksonville's favorite. Should I throw my bets out or my reasoning first? I guess that's what I should ask you. Do you want me to throw my bet out right off the top just to tell you where I'm going here? What do you like better? 
My uh, reasoning? Do the reasoning. Do the reasoning first? Okay. All right, so here, the, the biggest thing is this. Jacksonville, yes, in my, in my estimation, is clearly the most physically gifted team in the sport. Uh, I will say that, and you mentioned it, the Giants are very physically gifted as well. The one area that I would question the New York Giants in a little bit is their secondary. And to what you kind of said about another matchup a few minutes ago, I don't think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have the type of offense to take advantage of that. Bortles is not that kind of a thrower, that dynamic, to where they can maybe expose an Eli Apple. Because Eli Apple is going to be uh, like enemy number one all year long. Right. Every team is going to go, we need to test Eli Apple out early and see if he's on his P's and Q's. And if not, then we're going to continue to attack him. Now, the physical battle up front. Yes, clearly Jacksonville is the better team up front on both sides of the ball, but it's not by a lot. The New York Giants, their offensive line, it, it, it's a solid group. I'm not going to say that's world beaters, but I think with the new offense and Pat Shermer, the more man man scheme blocking schemes in the run game where they pull guards and do things like that, uh, I do think that's going to give an advantage to the New York Giants, at least for a slowing Jacksonville down from just pinning their ears back and attacking all the time. Let alone, Shermer is very good at play-action pass. He's very good at screens. Oh, yeah, and Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. are out there, mm-hmm. and they are freak shows. So when I look at all those things, I go, okay, New York Giants can hang in there with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But at the end of the day, the Jacksonville Jaguars still are amazing and super talented on both sides of the ball. I don't feel super confident about this. The Jacksonville Jaguars are favored by three points. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars for ten dollars. Wow. I'm going. Wow. What what made you go with them? Uh, that I just need to see this Giants offense, and really number one, I need to see Eli Manning hang in there and play in this type of game against this type of defense. Like Eli throwing a ball. And turning away and not wanting to get hit against this team. Oh my God. If he's going to do that, then they're going to lose by 20. But if he's willing to stand in there and there's a good little game plan to protect him and Shermer does some creative things, we know Jacksonville doesn't play a whole lot of different defenses. Yes. And if they can find some little tricks up their sleeve as far as just exposing that scheme like we saw Jimmy Garoppolo do or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Patriots to a degree... Yeah, I think the Giants can have some success there, but I got to see it first to believe it totally. That's why I go $10 on the Jags. One thing that really scares me for the Giants yes. is that Olivier Vernon is still batting yes. an ankle right. sprain. And it's it's interesting. It's like I want a guy that can get after the quarterback, but in a weird way, I'm okay if Blake Bortles is sitting back there patting the ball, and I, I want him to kind of throw it. Right. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that I my I write down my first thought and then I look into it and then I write who I'm going to pick. Good. My first thought was Jacksonville. Yeah. And then I looked at the line. If you're minus three on the road, that means you're supposed to be six points better than a team on a neutral site. Yeah. And I thought about that. Yep. First thing I looked at is we got a new DC for the New York Giants, mm-hmm. James Betcher. How did Jacksonville do against James Betcher last year? Not that good. I would argue that it was the worst offensive game for the Jaguars possibly all season. It was up there. He held Fournette to 25 yards rushing, right. and I think this D-line's better than that D-line. I do. I agree. And they, they were able to put Bortles in really tough situations. Right. Then I thought about Shermer. Okay? 
Shermer is going to – he faced Atlanta's offense last year. It was one of the Vikings' worst performances. Right. 14 points against a similar cover three type of scheme. Mm-hmm. This is what I think the game comes down to. When Jacksonville won the sack margin last year by two or more, they were 8-1. and one. Mm. When they lost it by two or more, they were 1-2. and two. If Jacksonville gets after the Giants, and which I think they can, we're going to learn about uh, Will Hernandez. We are. We're going to learn about Eric Flowers at right tackle. Nate Solder. Nate Solder. Yeah. How much attack is Eli in? Yeah. I, though, believe that with Betcher at D.C. and with Shermer on offense, they're going to screen the the Jacksonville Jaguars to death. I think it's going to be a lot of counters. And in my head, I thought this. Mm-hmm. Could Saquon pop off a 60-yard run? Yes. Yes. Could Odell pop off a 60-yard run after the catch? Yes. Right. Then I need Jacksonville to score 14 points. I had Jacksonville down as my pick. And then I went back and I changed it. I'm going the Giants, $50 plus three Okay, uh, to, to cover the spread here. Right. It's another instance where I go, I'm going to have to be rooting for Blake Bortles against a sound defense. I could see Landon Collins all over the place. Yeah, I could sure. see Alec Ogletree popping Leonard Fournette one or two times. Right. I, I think that Jacksonville wins this game. But I think they win it like 21-20. Sure. And that's why I ha- I'm picking the Giants plus three. I, I think that's why I didn't bet money because yeah. I could see it being that way. That's I mean, exactly. Or I could see Eli throwing two pick sixes and that's all of a sudden that's fear. the scare. I, I just think that Eli is going to come right. out and protect the ball. The guy that I think has the biggest game that if I'm doing daily fantasy, I'm focusing on Evan Ingram. No doubt. I think the one position that Jacksonville allows points to is the tight end mm-hmm. position. And I think I think Shermer's going to come out with all of the bag of tricks. And when I heard Doug Marone say, I want Blake Bortles to throw zero interceptions this year, yeah. I thought, they're coming into this game going, let's not make mistakes. They're going to just try and run the ball the whole game. Yeah. And I think that the Giants are going to come in with a lot of wrinkles. Yeah. And I think Jacksonville comes in cocky and Giants come in looking to prove something. Yeah. Matchup within the matchup. Let's move on. I mean, Jalen versus Odell. Oh, my gosh. Miles Jack versus Saquon. Oh, my gosh. That's the two things. I'm just Who do you saying, think wins those two matchups? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go with Miles Jack and Odell. Even though I don't think Miles Jack, as you know, we've noted, I think is primed to be the best linebacker in the sport. He really is. From what he did to the end of last year and what I've seen this preseason, he's the best there is. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's the best there is. But not to say that Odell's always going to get his way with Jalen Ramsey. Offensive coordinators can find ways to cheat themselves this day and age. It's no longer the the era of Deion Sanders where like Jerry Rice lines up on the outside and Deion gets to go against them in the same spot every time. No, they're gonna find ways to, I'm excited to, to see pick Jalen, come across formations, yes. make life hard on him with play action passes, crosses, things like that. It'll be interesting. I can't wait. That's definitely my Favorite number one of the watch week. of the of the weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. We're getting the line at New Orleans favored by nine and a half. We're going oh, down to New Orleans. Orleans. Give me some pizzazz. Give me some Drew gumbo. Brees is looking to kick the bucks out. Oh, it's I really like it. time. Hey. Uh, New Orleans is one of your Super Bowl picks. Yes. Tampa Bay is one of the teams that we expect to really not have a great year. Right. Especially because Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing the first four games. The first three. First three games yes. of the year. Sims. Give us some of your analysis and then your pick. I think some of my analysis is this, okay? The New Orleans Saints are uh, the 
they're my cream of the crop in the NFC. They're one of the best teams in the sport. We know about their offensive line, uh, how talented they are. I think it's one of the best O-lines in the sport in the conversation with the Cowboys and your Eagles and the Ravens and those type of teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're in that conversation as well. But the Saints O-line is special, and we know what Sean Payton can bring to the table. Um as far as game planning, things like that. Also, I got to look on that that flip side of that matchup and go, no, this is a different Tampa Bay defense. There's some size and physicality up front right now with some of the additions they made. We're not going to have Vita Villa, it doesn't sound like, no. so that stinks. But you're going to have Vinnie Curry and Bo Allen. Exactly right. Up, JPP's on the edge. They just so, picked up the Carl Nassib. Uh, uh, Nassib uh, from the Browns, exactly right. Yep, you got two athletic middle linebackers. And McCoy. And Gerald McCoy. I mean, don't I overlook the best guy on the D-line. No, the best, maybe the best player on their team. So I look at that and go, okay, I do think that's a formidable four, front four, to where the New Orleans Saints are not going to have their way. Oddly enough, the Saints always struggle down there in Tampa. It's, it's going to be... Orleans. Oh, I'm wrong then. Sorry about that. That changes my thought <laughs> thinking a little bit. Does change my thinking. Were you going to talk about the heat? I was. <laughs> Totally going to talk it's about it. It's in a dome. It's in a dome. We it's don't have to worry about that. That's incredible. Uh, okay. Other Are you going to change your bet on us? No, I'm not. I'm not going to change it. I don't. I don't feel any different about it. But either way, uh, so then we flip side to the other side. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. I really like their defense. I'm not going to say I love it. Like I don't expect it to be top five in football, but I think it's a top ten to twelve type of defense. Um, I don't know. If there's, they need another difference maker, and you've heard me say that. And, and you're hoping that could be Davenport. I hope that's going to be Davenport, we'll but he's out. really just getting into the mix, and it's I don't expect a ton, line of, ton to for him. Yes, exactly right. We're going to see because the Bucks O line, there are question marks. Bottom there's, ten. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I have liked some things I've seen out of the Bucks offense in the preseason. So where are you going? And they do have weapons on that side of the ball. Yes, Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans. Just because OJ it's Howard. a week one and nobody's counting them in, uh, I'm doing ten dollars on the Bucks. Ooh. It's nine and a half points. Yo ho, yo ho, the pirate's life for me. Uh, yes, I just do. I just think it's one of these games where I'm. Human emotion will play into this. I think the New Orleans Saints are probably looking at this and going, we should win this football game. Mm. There's no Jameis Winston. Mm. And I think that the Bucks keep this game a hair closer than people would think. Uh, Sean Payton versus Mike Smith's defense the last two years. Mm -hmm. At home two years ago, he dropped 31. Right. At home last year, he dropped 30. Right. So and that's they lost, there. though, right? Uh, they lost. No, it. they won. At the end they, of the year last lost, year? They lost in Tampa. But oh, you're, I'm, you're I'm, forgetting. I'm forgetting. It's I'm in New idiot. Orleans. Yes, I've really messed Ryan this one Fitzpatrick up. played the second half of that game mm -hmm. because that was the diving into the back of a player, oh. Mike Evans game right. with Jameis Winston. So Ryan Fitzpatrick did play. Yes. He threw a touchdown, but it was really all Camara in that game. I thought that this was going to be my crazy pick. It's not. I'm putting $50 on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah. 2014. The Saints started 0 and 2. 2015, the Saints started 0 and 3. 2016, the Saints started 0 and 3. 2017, the Saints started 0 and 2. If there's one team that's coming in maybe a little cocky and always falls flat early on, it's the Saints. It is. And if there's one guy that I think might actually stumble and surprise people, I'm kind of thinking it's Kamara. He has to he has to be the entire load. I went back and watched that game in New Orleans against Tampa Bay. 
Ingram had a few big time runs in the second half. Right. Kamara's going to have to be that guy. I think it's Kamara the entire Kamara. game. I think New Orleans wins this game. Mm-hmm. I don't think they lose this game. Yeah. But darn near 10 points might be too much. I, that's what I think. I don't know how Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to take advantage of things. Right. That's the fear. But the D line of the Bucks is the reason why I go. They might be able to drop seven guys without a doubt. Those and are cloud up all those quick throws yes. for for Drew. Two Brees. points I didn't make that I wish I would have made, and you did. So that was great. Good. Is the Drew Brees is a slow starter? There's no doubt about that. Is he? I, I, I do. I always thought like it takes him a week he or two for me against to, the Vikings. I, I know, and really week two against the uh, they played the New Patriots. England Patriots last year. Right, I got here in front of me. That was the same type of thing. So that took I came think the into Saints my are play. Slow starters, and then. I think the Bucks secondary has a little more talent than years past, and too. Their and they don't are super have to fast. take chances. Right, I can't so. believe you agree with me. Yeah. This will be the key to the game, and this is what you guys should watch. $50 you did? $50. Yeah. In the second quarter last year, outside of the two games in which the Bucks played backup quarterbacks, they were outscored in the second quarters last year 121 to 31. Wow. If the Bucks can withstand a second quarter rush, I think they're going to be in this game. Again, I think the Saints win, but I think the Bucks keep it close. Can't believe we agreed on that. We agree. One of the games... Week of- one is you have to take into account that people are hearing the same thing about the same team and a yes. theme over they're and over. They're so good. They're a Super Bowl right. team. You guys can't go pissed. to New Orleans and beat them with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Those pl- this plays I into so. this kind of matchup. That's why I thought about That's it. That's why you see crazy 1 o'clock start- games, like you said. Exactly. Um, this was arguably one of the games of the year last year. Deshaun Watson went into Foxborough, put up 30 points, and it took a hell of a Tom Brady drive to march down the field, and he hit Brandon Cooks in the end zone to win the game. It was another one of the Deshaun Watson coming out parties. Houston at New England. The Patriots are favored by six and a half. Bill O'Brien has yet to beat his coach. They got beat 27 to nothing with Jacoby Brissett. They lost 27 to 10, and then they were outdueled last year. Sims, your analysis and your pick for Texans at Patriots. I think the Texans are going to be a much improved football team. Just from the health standpoint alone, I'm expecting a different football team, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think I look at it from this this other angle, too. Let's just take about the Houston Texans versus the New England Patriots defense. The New England Patriots front seven is going to be better this year. It is. And we still have questions about the Texans O-line, okay? So there's things I need to see there added with the fact that I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be running around the same way he did last year up in New England. I still think it's early on in his recovery. He's looked good, but I haven't seen him make those like amazing escaping the pocket type plays yet. And I don't think we're going to see that for a few more weeks. So that plays into my decision. But we talk about the Patriots front seven being better. Yes, that's better. But what's not better is their secondary. That does scare me a little bit. They don't have that other guy. New England likes to play man-to-man, and then they can do other creative things with the rest of their secondary, whether that's pass the backs off to certain linebackers or safeties. You don't think that McCourty and Gilmore are enough? I, I don't. I do not. I do not. I do. Devin McCourty? Yes, no, I do not. I, I would not trust Devin McCourty anywhere on the same level as a Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, I do. They're not the same guy. Malcolm Butler is still in the conversation for top 10 corner in the sport. That's a huge loss for this team and for this 
scheme that the Patriots like to play. And, uh, you know, hey, Will Fuller being in the back in the bunch, he can run by Oof. people. We know Deshaun Watson could throw the deep ball well. Ellington I've, looks better in the slot. Uh, Ellington is going to be the key. That's where I was going. He Ellington, had a huge game last year in this one. Huge, too. And he had a huge preseason, and you could tell he is now featured in this Bill O'Brien offense as in like the Julian Edelman role, and I've liked the way Lamar Miller looks as well. Now, flipping it over just real quick, hey, the Patriots, they're a little lack of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think I'm terribly concerned about that, nor am I terribly concerned with their offensive line, even though I know maybe it's not as good and the Texans are coming with J.J. and everybody else. But damn, I worked there, okay, and I worked there when we played the Texans and they were 10-0 one year. That Bill and Josh are going to have 9 million different ways yeah. to slow down that pass rush, pass rush with certain screens, hurry up offense. First game of the year, I would think New England does a lot of hurry up offense to wear down that front seven uh, and make things interesting there. I think the Texans keep this game close, but I don't feel necessarily confident about it. I'm putting $10 on the Texans because I could also see this game being a three-point lead for the Patriots late in the fourth quarter, and they go down and shove one more in the end zone, and they win ten by 10. And that's where I get a little concerned. There are just too many ifs for me to put big money on it. When I watch the Tom Brady drive against the Eagles, I I go, that's what they're going to do against the Texans. Three-step drop, ball out of the hand. Jadavian Clowney, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt, your strength is completely neutralized. I do think, however, though, that they're going to get a lot of pressure right up the gut. Mm -hmm. The Patriots, I think, are going to be in a lot of tight end, running back heavy sets. And they're going to be doing it with double tight ends or James White and Rex Burkhead in the backfield. I have the Houston Texans covering for $100. So we agree again here. Um, I think that six and a half is too big. I see this as a three-point line in my mind. I am very high on the Texans. I have them going to the Super Bowl. I think that Deshaun Watson comes out here, and I I think that he's going to put on a little bit of a show. I hope so. I think that the, the, the Patriots' defensive line is impressive, but I'm curious how they're going to handle... The, the RPOs that they're going to get. Sure. Lamar Miller. Right. My my backup tight end, Jordan Akins. They were okay releasing Steven Anderson. I'm hoping he catches a touchdown because I'd love to gloat about that. I, I think that, again, the Patriots win this game, but six and a half was too much for me yeah. when I saw this. And I know that a lot of times when you win, you often cover. Uh, I think the Patriots are sometimes slow starters as well. Mm-hmm. And... um. I'm very interested to see Tyron Matthew back there. I thought that a lot of your analysis was good. I don't really want to go too much on that. Yeah. Um, but I see the Texans keeping this game close. And and I think six and a half is just too much. Yeah, I, I think we have the same thought there. I just couldn't go. You had 50 or 100? 100. Okay. I'm telling you, I went 100 on almost every game. Boring. Yeah. I'm trying to play it safe. I'm trying to win. Yeah. You're trying to entertain people. No, no, I'm not. I'm trying to You're win. You're a circus I'm going to whoop your ass this year. I'm just telling you. Okay. Because I didn't have to do an article yesterday and do it pre. I got to sit down last night and not be married to scores that I've already thrown out there and digested it. You are fucking dead. D-E-D dead. Thus far, we've agreed on Baltimore, Tampa, and Houston, uh, and we've disagreed on Philadelphia, Atlanta, and Jacksonville, New York Giants, even though I know in your heart of hearts you wanted to pick the Giants. I, I did. I just couldn't do it. it. Couldn't do it. 
Yeah, uh, and that's going to blow up in your face. I can't believe you went with the Eagles. I mean, I just can't believe. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to be a fan. Good. San Francisco at Minnesota. Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan take a high-powered offense minus their star free agent acquisition running back into Minnesota to take on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, a great defense, and a new quarterback in Kirk Cousins. The Minnesota Vikings are favored by six and a half. Chris Sims, are you going with or against your favorite coach in the NFL? Okay, so here we go. Let's take that 49ers offense versus that Vikings defense. That Vikings defense is special, okay? It's it's only second to the Jacksonville Jaguars, in my estimation, as far as D-line, linebackers, secondary. I mean, they're, it's studs all over the board. They're, they're, they're just unbelievable. And they added Sheldon Richardson and got a Mike Hughes at the end of the first round, who's I thought was one of the, the best rookie corner in the draft class. So they've added a little help there. Now, it's week one. I mean, man, would I not want to have to play Kyle Shanahan in week one? It's just Zimmer said that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Did he say that? I'll fill it in. When okay, you're done. cool. Because Kyle is a magic man, and if he has too much time to sit there and study a team, he is going to screw up the rules of your defense. Now, it's funny you just said that because I would think Zimmer would know that too, and would go, "I got to do a few things different that he can't get a beat on me." Because if Kyle has a beat on you, I don't care if you're the '85 Bears. You're in trouble. And so I play off that. Now, okay, the 49ers O-line is definitely better. Definitely. Definitely. It's been impressive, It's really. been very impressive. Tomlinson, Richburg. Garnett. Yep. Uh, we got our guy uh, McGlinchey at right tackle. Lake Staley. and Tomlinson's yep. look good. Uh, that's what I see. Yes, I, yes, all of them. So it's, it's a good group. And I do think they're going to be able to run the ball to a degree. But come on, Sims. But yes, the 49ers, I, The issue is their defense. They're gonna. That's the big problem. They're going to move the ball in Minnesota more I than so I think people expect. But I don't think move it enough to go. We can think thirty points out of the San Francisco 49ers this week on the road. And Jimmy G's like this is his real start of his career here. This is really? now. This is now like we've paid you like you're the man. And you're taking us on the road to Minnesota. The bright lights are on him, and everybody's going to be expecting things. But either way, the other side is what concerns me, like you said. No Reuben Foster. No Reuben Foster on a defense that's just not that talented to begin with. And now they have to prepare for an offense that they don't really know what it's going to look like no with John idea. DeFilippo. Right? John DeFilippo, new quarterback. And the biggest concern with Minnesota on their whole football team is... Their offensive line. Yes, and the 49ers don't have the defensive line to really take advantage of that, in my, in, my, in my estimation. I could see them slowing down the running game. Right. So when all said and done, Minnesota's going to win this football game. But I'm putting $10 on the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. I think they keep, like, I kept coming back to, like, 30-24, 30-27 Minnesota type of win. That kind of thing there. Uh, so that was my two cents. All right, let me get into some of this Shanahan versus Zimmer I'm thing. interested to hear. I don't know why, Z- how I missed this. Zimmer just kind of came out and said, unfortunately, I've had to play him a few times, and I really know how good he is. But here's how the matchups went. Four times since 2008 they faced. The results, Shanahan's offense has averaged 26 points, 390 yards, and if his quarterbacks have thrown nine touchdowns, three interceptions, and have a passer rating of 109 points. Yeah. 
2009, Shanahan was the OC for the Texans. Zimmer had the fourth-ranked defense, and he allowed season highs in first downs, yards, and Houston beat Cincinnati 28-17. 2012, Kyle's now with Washington. Zimmer has the sixth-ranked defense with Cincinnati. They allowed a season high of 31 first downs, and Cincinnati hung on to a 38-31 win. In their last meeting, however, Vikings head coach, his defense carried Minnesota to a 20-10 to win over Atlanta. I think that was Kyle's first, first year, year when right. he was the OC. Right. I am putting $100 on Minnesota to win this game and cover the six and a half. Oh. Do one more time. All Vikings assemble! Jimmy Garoppolo is in the distance! Kukush! Kukush! Those are cannons. Those are cannons? Yes. Um, different kind of cannons, though. How they have two different kinds? Oh, that's the one right oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we will eat your bones and drink your blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I, I look at the Vikings. How much money did you put at? 100? 100. Okay. Dude, I, the rest of them are going to be 100. Okay. Okay, so don't get excited. Okay. Your bets are crazy. Mine are very simple. I look at the Vikings, and I exactly what you said. They can't take advantage. And I will say that the Niners' offense has looked good. But can you also admit that Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of been like he hasn't been comfortable in the pocket in any of the preseason sure, games? Yes. And I go He's had some dicey moments. I go, okay, so they're gonna want to go deep to Marquise Goodwin. The Vikings have like two or three corners that can run with him. I really believe yes, that. Yes, they do. I also go, you're gonna have a running game without a big time threat. Like Alfred Morris can get it done. And I know the fantasy community is super excited. He's not Jarek McKinnon. No, he's not. At all. He's getting you six, and that's it. Well, did you hear what Kyle said yesterday at his press conference? He just said that was a huge blow to his whole scheme. Because I can't he's, imagine. he's been orchestrating everything around Jarek McKinnon. Kyle McKinnon's wants talents. versatility. Yeah. And Alfred can't catch, and Breida's not really healthy yet. Yep. George Kittle's not really healthy yet. But I look at the Kirk Cousins offense, and I see Diggs, and I see Thielen, and I see um, Kyle Rudolph, and I see Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Yes. And I, I think that I, I don't think the Niners are going to be able to score every single time down the field. And I think Minnesota's defense is going to be all over the place. Yeah. I could see Minnesota winning this game by 10, but Kyle putting a few wrinkles in there where you're like, man, Kyle had a few plays. That's what scares me. Yeah. But yeah. I have $100 on Minnesota. It's the better team at home. And I think the Niners are going to have a bottom 10 defense in the NFL this year. Yeah. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to come out slinging. Yeah. That's what I see. Cool. So we disagree there. Disagree. I'm happy that we disagree. Let's go fighting Kyle Shanahan's. Tennessee at Miami. Tennessee. Tennessee comes in one and a half point favorites on the road. We have been questioning Marcus Mariota's ability thus far. Not his ability. The way he's been playing thus far. Uh, Jack Conklin is coming back. Miami, a lot of question marks. We're getting Ryan Tannehill coming back. Uh, new offensive line, new offensive center uh, for the Miami Dolphins, new pass rusher for the Dolphins. But the Dolphins are one-and-a-half-point home dogs. Sims, where are you going here? Well, this is, is this an a interesting big bet one. For you? This is a, it's not a big one. I did put a little change on this, okay? Okay, so here's my, my two cents on this matchup. The Tennessee Titans, hey, we know that they're a good running football team, certainly, yes. Uh, I do worry about the way their offense looked in the preseason. 
not just Mario, Marcus Mariota, but I just don't know what, what it's quite going to be. It's been such a run-heavy football team, and I know Matt LaFour is going to bring more creativity to it and get, you know, like we saw Taewon Taylor caught a screen pass, yes. took it 50 yards. Pass. Little things like that will be implemented into this offense. But I think the big thing that scares me more than anything um, – for the Tennessee Titans, Marcus Mariota's play was not just like, ooh, concerning. It was bad in the preseason. It was bad. B-A-D, bad, okay? And I think this Dolphins defense has a little more talent than people are trying to let on. Minka Fitzpatrick, Xavier Howard, Rashawn Jones, uh, Rashad Jones. The Jordan si- Phillips. Exactly right. You got Jordan Robert Phillips Quinn. in the middle. And this is where I'm going. Robert Quinn, Cam Wake. Yes. Um, the first round pick, uh, Harris. Yes, Charles Harris. No, Jack Conklin on the other edge of their. We're waiting to see if he plays. Yes, okay. So we don't know. We don't know yet. But either way, I don't think he'll be at his best. And I'm not necessarily in love with the interior part You've of that offensive that line in the Tennessee Titans either. I look at the Miami Dolphins and go, yeah, there's question marks about their O line. But I don't look at this Tennessee Titans as like the monsters of the midway that they're going to steamroll them. Keep going. I yeah, it's go. all right. That's all right. I know you want to interrupt, but that's cool. So then, yeah, I looked at that. Also with the fact that, you know, Miami's got like little more weapons, I think, than people are talking about. But Miami Devante is one of those Parker's teams. Hurt. I know, I know, but they have Kenny Stills and Albert, Albert Wilson, Wilson and Danny Ken- Amendola. Kenyon Drake and oh also Frank Gore, Frank Gore to and go Mike along Gusecki. with it. Exactly. So those are the little things I look at that I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Dolphins. I think we're both going Dolphins here. We are gonna go I think going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins for a hundred dollars. I think the Dolphins are gonna win the game outright. I don't know what Mike Vrabel's defense is going to be. I, I know have, it's Dean P's there. I'm so disappointed that you didn't do a Dolphin left. I, I'm just too deep into it. Give it to me again. You're from Tennessee. You can't swim. I'm going to hit you with my fin. You're landlocked. You're going down. Uh, you so, were talking, though, about uh, – I don't remember. Yeah, well, ten, no. I just The Miami Dolphins are one of those teams in the AFC that I look at and go – there's a few games on their schedule where if they can just come out on top in the fourth quarter, they might be back in this playoffs at 10-6 and six or a 9-7 and seven, like they were two years ago when they went up to Pittsburgh and lost in that wild card game. So I think people are sleeping on them, and I think they know it, and you got to go down to Miami, and it's going to be hot as hell. Yes, it is. And that's where I go fence. I love that the game is in Miami. Yeah. I love that there's going to be heat. Miami earlier in the year is a trap. Torture. Man. Also, what if they go out in Miami? You know, that's a thing, too. It is. Sometimes they go well, out. Well, we're going to go to South Beach and just have a dinner. Miami is the team that I'm higher than most people on. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is the team I think I'm lower than most people on. Yes. I think that the big guy in this game is Jordan Phillips. I think that we leave this game and people go, Indomitian who? Jordan Phillips is out there making a mess of the Titans' interior offensive line. Yes. I really like the pieces that they have. I think they have an offensive line that, if you really look at it, it's got a lot of road dogs it on does. it. It does. It's got a lot of Adam Gase-type of guys that just want to, they want to annihilate you. I heard I on I some other podcasts people going, they lost the core of their team, Jarvis Landry and Ndamukong Sue. We would argue they took the team back. Exactly. I look at the offensive line, Laramie Tunsil. Tell him. Athlete. Right. Josh Sitton. 
Very successful player for both the Bears and the Packers. Right. Daniel Kilgore, not a pouncy, not a pouncy, but a solid offensive and center. And is athletic, which is why he's was in Atlanta. I mean, not in Atlanta, but with 49ers and Shanahan, because he can get to the second level and do those things. I'm not the biggest Jesse Davis fan, sure, okay. but I am a fan of Jawan James at right tackle, right. former first-round pick in his athleticism. Mm-hmm. I think the heat, I think that they come out there, and I think if I look at the Tennessee Titans— they are a team that got worse this offseason. Yeah. Their secondary is a lot better with Malcolm Butler. But they lost both of their interior linebackers. And the guy that they, they drafted to replace them, the linebacker at Alabama, out yeah. of Alabama, has not played at all yet. No. Has not played at all yet. Their defensive line, I think, has gotten a little bit older. I think that Kenyon Drake has a big game. I think the Dolphins win this game outright. I'm putting $100 on the Miami Dolphins. All right. We're in it together. (laughs) Welcome to Miami. Uh, I, I think this is one of those games where I like Miami as a better team. I do, too. I, I just feel do. more confident and about I, it. What I like is all those receivers we talked about, it kind of negates the really good corners that the Titans have. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan. I see the Dolphins and Adam Gase doing a ton of bunch formations. I think so. They take the Wilson, corners out. And right. it, it, we're going to be crossing. Right. So you're not going to, we're not trying to go deep with Devontae Parker. I just see a lot of confusion in the middle. And I think the Dolphins come out here and shock a lot of people yeah. in week one. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. All right. Let's, that might have to be a left go lock for me. I, I, I like your thought process. I mean, I think we're onto something there. So we'll see. So thus far, in terms of left go lockage, I might go Tennessee and Miami. Yep. And I think I'm leaning towards Baltimore. Okay. Because those are two teams that I like season long. And I think, yeah, I think those are safe. I mean, I, I got no problem. I'm not with that. making Tampa Bay. I'm not making Houston. I'm too not making questions. Minnesota because Kyle can I'm make not mad at you for the Baltimore one. I, I, I hear you. All right, good. I was very stuck in that one. All right. Uh, now we're going to do this is another line that I found to be interesting. Mm. Cincinnati at the Colts. Uh, there's no Vontez perfect. He is out. We're going to see Andrew Luck. Holy moly. Yes. A new revamped offensive line with Braden Smith and Quinton Nelson. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals come in. Got a lot of weapons all over the place, but no surprise, a lot of people are down on them. I'm down on them, too. I don't know what kind of offense we're going to get from Bill Lazor, but we know that they have athletes. Sims, the Colts are favored at home by three. Where are you going? How much money? Okay. All right. So the first thing, just to make this clear, clearly the more gifted team on the field is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, not even close. Not even close. I would argue that the Colts have truly – they have one of the worst rosters in the sport right now. And the places where they're good at, they're young, so they're not even experienced there yet either. And, and I'm not trying to hate on the Colts because I'm a huge believer in what they've done. They could have a better quarterback, but they're we don't really know They're going to have a better yet. quarterback. And when he's in Indianapolis, he is scary. Mm, okay? T.Y. Hilton could go on. Exactly right, but I don't think so because, damn, the Bengals got cover corners, okay? That are bigger and just as fast as T.Y. Yes, they do. And the Bengals' defense is extremely talented. Their front four is extremely talented. Now, I do think the Colts will maybe be able to rely on a run game a hair more than years past, but I don't think this is going to be a well-oiled machine or anything like that to this point. So I just look at the Colts and go, I got to think there's going to be extra attention on the T.Y. Hilton matchup 
from the Cincinnati Bengals? Sure. Where does the rest of the offense going to come in the pass game? Well, we don't know, but I would assume with Frank Reich, it's going to be Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. I, and no doubt the tight end is going to be a bigger focus. But I'm not going to sit here and hang my hat on Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron at this point. I need to see a little more evidence. Then I Chester flip, Rogers? Then I flip over the match other side, and you're right about the Bengals. There's no, There's nothing. There's no like MO to their offense. What are they? What do you do? What when it's third and four, what's your go to? What do you what is what do I know that you are? Where's the fiber yeah. of your team? They don't have that, but they don't need that against the Colts. They don't need it. The Colts D line, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in that, not only in the stop the run, but also applying pressure off the edge. I think the scheme of the Colts defense is pretty simple too, to where it's a week that the Bengals talent. I think can just shine through and overcome their lack of a good scheme. Now their O line, the Bengals, it's not special. No. I know that, but damn, we know the Colts D line ain't that special either. And who's so getting after the quarterback it, for the Colts? I know there's there's nobody that you can hang your hat on at this point. And uh, I just think from that standpoint, I'm going a hundred dollars on the Bengals. Only a hundred. I do think they're the better football team, but of course Andrew Luck does scare me at home. That's the thing. That's what scares me. And his ability just to make big throws, but since it's his first game back in real live action four quarter football yes. play, I'm gonna say he's a hair off his game and not the same guy we quite saw. I am also going one hundred dollars on the Bengals. I too. I too. Uh the fact that Anthony Costanzo is still banged up mm-hmm. the left tackle for the Colts and a backup offensive lineman, Denzel Goods, banged up too. They need all of those guys to protect Andrew Luck. I believe that the Bengals defense is going to be coming on that turf. Carl Lawson, Geno Atkins, uh Andrew Billings. They're gonna be pushing the pocket back. And yep. I think Andrew Luck, and I don't know who he's throwing to. Yeah, I think that's the big the big question. Also, I don't know who's running the ball. Right. Jordan Wilkins has had a little bit of a fumbling problem mm-hmm. thus far. Marlon Mack is banged up. He might not even go. Right, that, that'll be huge. Because Marlon huge. Mack, I do think, is a pretty solid running back. My thing, though, was which corner is running with A.J. Green? Like, their corners right now... It's so underwhelming. It's... Nate Hairston, Kenny Moore, Pierre Desir, and Quincy Wilson. I know. Who is going step for step? They're going to need to put Malik Hooker over A.J. Green the entire time. And, and then who's running with John Ross? I know. I think that this, though, ends up being a Joe Mixon game because I just think that he's going to get out there and they're going to want to show their new piece. I also have been very excited at the health of the tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals and the fact that he's coming back and looking good. Help me with his name. Eifert? Yes, thank Thank you. you. Tyler Eifert came out yesterday and said, I think my injury's been a little bit overblown. Apparently in the red zone, Tyler Eifert is being used strictly as a receiver. They're not asking him to block. I don't. I think that in the end of the year, we end up more impressed with the Colts' run than the the Bengals' season. But I think in Week One with a new coach, I like Marvin Lewis going in there and getting a straight up win. I expected the Bengals to be favored in this game by two. Yeah. And then when I saw the Colts were favored by three, I said, "This is the worst roster in the NFL with a quarterback that hasn't played in a year." I'm going to take the Bengals, even though I don't like Andy Dalton. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. So $100 on the Bengals. And I think that is my third left code lock. You think they're going to go there? Well, What I, game are we going with next? All right, now it's to a game that has a lot of storylines attached. Uh-oh. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. 
Pittsburgh is favored by three and a half. Since we did our podcast yesterday, the offensive line of the Steelers has tore into Le'Veon Bell. David DeCastro, just sit out the whole year then. Mark Pouncey, a star is born every year in the NFL. Did anyone know Kareem Hunt would be an all-pro? If James Conner didn't have cancer, he'd be a first-rounder. Just watch him. Ramon Foster, what do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn. I guess so. We'll treat it as such. I just hate it came to this. He's making seven times what I make, twice as much as Villanueva, and we're the guys that do it for him. I mean, have you ever heard teammates talk about a guy like this? They're mad. I know. I can't say that I've heard teammates come out on a star pipe. He must. I think there's two, there's a lot of unknowns yeah, what here. Let's just talk about this, this subject. I do, I do think that the Steelers players probably have a pretty good inkling of what he's being offered. And they're going, damn, he's turning that down. That's crazy. Okay. I also think the Steelers players are going, damn, like we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And it sounds like he had probably told them he was going to be back at some point this week. I don't think Marquise Pouncey comes out on Monday and says what he says. Yeah, he kind of put his name on it. Unless he feels like, oh, no, he's kind of told me all along that he's going to be there for week one. Let alone that his agent's been saying things like... His agent's been talking a lot. Well, his agent says he's going to have one of his best years ever. All those things. So I would expect him to come back. I will say this. If he comes back, this is not going to be an issue. Those linemen are going to be able to look him straight in the face and go, yeah, dude. I mean, like, we want to win the Super Bowl. Like there, there's, it's not like personal against you, but we got to worry about us. And you're not here with us, and you're not with us. Does this rally the team, or does this divide the team? It rallies the team. That's yes, what I was thinking. And I also think let's just dive into this a little. Le'Veon Bell, I can see his side of the story too, to a degree. Okay, just from the side of the like the simple fact of he doesn't want to go there and be worked into the ground, which is, sounds like there's a concern mm. there that they're going to give him 340 carries and another you know 100 and something targets in the past game, and then his career is shortened by this. And Pittsburgh goes, oh well, we don't care. And his value on the free, free right. agent market, we're yeah. done with you. But I also will say that I do think Le'Veon Bell is being unrealistic in what he's asking for. <laughs> but He the other, cannot get a new contract. The this other, is not about money. I know, you're right. It's not about money Nothing right now. can happen. No, nothing can it's happen. It's about whether or not he plays all 16 or I, sits out for a I while. I think you're right. It has nothing to do with that, too. And the guarantee, like the guaranteed... The Steelers have a guaranteed money issue. Like They don't seem to want to give teams, players, guaranteed money. Even look what they gave to Antonio Brown. It wasn't very impressive, guaranteed money-wise. No. Uh, so either way, I don't think it's going to affect the Pittsburgh Steelers as we Have dive you into this game. Change your mind. How long? Le- if when your teammates come out and say all these things, does that make Le'Veon go? I'm gonna sit out more, or you know what? I better get back. He might. No, I think he might say like, "F you guys." Now you I'll think come you could back. Actually, push him the other way. I do. I think it could. Yeah. Just evaluating the guy and who we've seen. Yeah, I do. I was shocked to hear a Pouncey go after him because I've been in Pittsburgh and seen Pouncey and Levy Bell. They're boys. Yeah, I mean they're boys. Well, they're Miami guys. So I just that's where I look at it and go, uh. But um, okay. So now let's get back to the game, Pittsburgh Cleveland. I don't think it's a huge like drop off if they don't have Levy Bell. Teams can survive without stars. I mean that's we just saw the Eagles yeah. lose their best player and win the Super Bowl. We saw the Vikings do it with a backup. We've seen Tom Brady go down. and the, So teams can survive without those type of players. And I had one more example I was going to bring in there, but I can't remember what it is now. But either way, um, 
the the thing I look at is this offense is still a machine and it knows how to use that position. Now it's not going to be the same players like D'Angelo Williams, right? But they'll be able to move the ball on offense and still be able to use James Conner in a Le'Veon Bell type of way, to where I think it'll be plenty effective. Now. The run game, yeah, it'll be there, but I don't think it's going to be anything special. This Browns D-line is pretty damn good. They got a lot of big guys. They move around. They're creative with the Greg Williams sets. So I do think the Browns can be a pain in the butt for the Steelers' uh, offense, even if Le'Veon Bell was out there. I just wouldn't expect them to go up and down the field on this defense. So I look at that matchup. Now the other matchup is this is where I get concerned for Cleveland. Cleveland on the offense side of the ball, you know, again – I do like their offensive line. I like their offensive line. I do like that. Jarvis Landry. I don't think they have receivers to be scared of. We're going to see what Josh Gordon's all made of. That's such a mystery. He is, he is the guy that the we're going to have our bright light on. Like, Is he going to have the same explosion? Is he capable of taking over a game? And I would argue this. Yeah. I would say that these three guys could be dangerous for Pittsburgh. Um, Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. David Njoku, and Duke Johnson. Sure. Three very athletic guys that are not traditional receivers. Yep that if Todd Haley uses them well, could find holes. Because they're all, I mean, Joku and Josh Gordon are upper-level athletes. Yes. Duke is more of a matchup guy. He is. He's a, just the perfect He's not an upper-level athlete. No, he's not going to like break no. four tackles and run 70 yards for a touchdown. But I think this is where, yes, those things are all right, left go, and their O-line is good. But, man, this Pittsburgh defense you is real. You love this defense. It's real. They're your Super Bowl winners. They are. They're my Super Bowl winners, not only for what they have up front. I know the middle linebackers aren't perfect, but I think there's enough there that I go, okay, I'm not overly concerned. And the big thing for me with Pittsburgh this year is I think their secondary looks the part for the first time since mm. maybe 2010 or 2011 where I just go, they got people who can do some extraordinary things, not just play a scheme and yeah. be sound. Who's your pick? I am going um, – hold on, i got to go back to my – How much on the Steelers? That's what it sounds uh, $10. Like $10, $10 on the Steelers. $10 on the Steelers. That's all I'm going. It's in Cleveland. It's a little scary. And Cleveland's – I mean, they're going for it. They're all in. This they're is, all this in. This is like this can dictate the rest of the season for them. This is the Todd Haley revenge game. Right, getting a first crack at these guys. Uh, also, Pittsburgh barely beat Cleveland. I think they won twenty three to twenty last Oper, year to start right. the year. Right. This is something that I believe in in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They never get up for one o'clock road games under Mike Tomlin against the spread. In one o'clock road games, they're twenty and eighteen. Mm. They just they, they play down to level their competition. Yeah, lost to the Bears in Chicago. The Browns were in almost every game last year, which is insane that they went zero and sixteen. Mm-hmm. The one difference they have a quarterback that's not going to turn over the ball. Last year, it was a Kaiser mess up almost every game that ruined the spread. Yes, I don't think the Steelers' offensive line can push around the Browns' D-line. I don't think the Steelers' D-line is going to just get to the quarterback with this Browns' O-line. Right. I am putting $100 on the Browns to cover the spread at home. All they got to do is lose by a field goal, and they still cover. I have faith in Tyrod. I think Haley's going to go in there, and it's going to take Josh Gordon to really make it happen. I just could see the Steelers playing down to the Browns. I worry with my bet that this fighting actually motivates the yeah, Steelers to right. go. Let's make James Conner the star. That would make my. That would be what I would bet on. 
I think it's going to piss off the whole organization right now. So, yeah. I w- Let's show them that we don't need them. Right. Yeah, that's fine. But when you motivate yourself by negative feelings, if it doesn't start going your way, you can turn on yourself. Dr. Lefko. Dr. Lefko. So I'm going $100 on Cleveland. Okay. I had it on Pittsburgh, and then I was like, you know what? I could just see this one being really tough. I'm uh I'm not I'm not mad at you. I'm not doing it. I ain't putting $100 on the Browns. You I get fucking it. crazy person. Kansas City at the Chargers, Ooh. an NFC West battle. Chargers enter this game favored by three and a half. They re-sign Antonio Gates. They have maybe the best wide receiving core in the NFL. Kansas City comes in with a depleted defense that has not looked good. And they've had the worst rushing offense thus far in the preseason. They have a Beautiful young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. They got a lot of weapons in Kelsey and Hunt and, of course, Ty Freak Hill. Sims, we are in a place with hardly any home field advantage. Who are you going with? Kansas City at the Chargers. Chargers by three and a half. Okay, Chargers by three and a half. Corey Legit is out. He is suspended. Okay, so here we go. Let's start. Let's start with that side of the ball. Let's start with Kansas City's offense. That's going to be the first of Chargers, right? Hey, th- this is this is the unknown of the matchup. I mean, really, just right here. It's just what what do we think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be on offense? Here's the unveiling of this new package under Patrick Mahomes. They're dangerous. They're scary. I certainly want them to have to deal with it week one because Andy Reid's amazing as a game planner. He's going to come up with stuff that you're going to go, damn, we've never seen that, or he's never called that scheme ever in his life, and he brought it out week one for us. We know they're super talented at the skill position. Yeah, O-line. I do have question marks about. I don't think they're going to get like overrun against this Chargers team, but I do worry about. It's Patrick Mahomes' first start, and he's got Ingram and Bosa. Yeah, it's it's the the Chargers got talent on the defensive side of the football, and yeah, it's just Mahomes is a gunslinger. I think he's going to have a few moments this year where we go, "Damn, why did he throw that ball? That was stupid." But I do have faith that they're going to be able to move the ball and be scary to a degree against this Chargers defense. How about Chargers offense? Flipping that side. This is where I get concerned, okay, for the Chiefs. Because I just look at the Chiefs and go, I mean, they've tried to sign every guy that's got cut in the secondary yes. in the NFL on their team. There's obviously a concern. Our secondary sucks, and we need more players. And, and we're they're gonna try all to... slot corners. They're all slot corners. There's no lockdown guy. No. Fuller's good. Uh, sure, we don't know what the situation is with Barry. It doesn't sound good. His heel is not right. And his heel is not right. That's kind of important for his free safety. Yeah. Let alone that they don't have really any big-time difference makers up front other than our man Jones. Yes, uh, Chris, Jones. Chris Jones. from Mississippi State who's going so into his third year. how much are you putting on the Chargers? So, yes, because of that, I am going a $100 on the Chargers. Mm. Diego, Super Chargers, L.A., L.A., Super Chargers. You know what? Keep playing that music. I got the Chargers $100 as well. Woo! L.A., L.A., Super Chargers, L.A., L.A. All right, that's enough. Thank you. Um, too much, actually. It's everything you said I agree with. Okay. In fact, I'm not even going to expound on it. All right. It. Who do you think uh, gets the most yardage receiving-wise, running-wise for the Chargers? Uh, okay. I think that the receiver, I, I would be 
Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams. That's who, yeah. I think he is the unnamed assassin for this football team that everybody forgets. And he can kind of fill that role for we have no tight end. Yes. You know, I know Gates is back in the fold. But Tyrell is that guy that's a little bit bigger out of the rest of these group, too, where I think he works them at all the field and maybe they use him. Yeah. I got to go take a piss. I'm going to be right back. Okay. You know what? I'm going to piss with you. So we just came back from the bathroom, and I just got an alert. The Falcons are now favored in this game tonight against wow. the Eagles, or last night. So yeah. all the late Vegas big I don't know money. If I don't know if it's late Vegas big money. You don't think so? It could just be – it's been consistently going. Oh, has it? The Vegas money comes in like an hour before the game. Right, so if we see like the Falcons all of a sudden favored by four, then it's, then we yeah. know it's gone gone. So that's ham. interesting. Okay. All right, uh, Seattle at Denver. Uh, Seattle, both teams are rebuilding. Uh, Seattle has a whole new look defense. Shaquem Griffin is starting. Denver coming in with Case Keenum, new offensive coordinator. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? What, what side, what matchup you want me to start with first? That's what I like when you tell me. Let's to... go Russell Wilson against that defense. Yes, that defense. That defense, that defense, which I think is a hair overrated. Okay, you hear me? I think the Broncos defense is a hair overrated after what I saw in the preseason. Okay. Yeah, Akeem Tlaib's not there. I know Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby are there, but they're not as good as Chris uh, Akeem Tlaib for, for my money. They're still missing a key part of their secondary. That was awesome for them, that they had three legit cover corners the last few years. Their D-line, yes, it's good. I'm not going to put it in the great category. For one, I haven't necessarily been totally in love with the way Von Miller's looked the second half of last year into wow. this year. Yeah, I think he is... A little too thin. Like, he needs to beef up a little bit. He maybe needs to lessen the beans and go a little more on the beef. Interesting. I don't like this. He just looks a little too thin to me, where he's lost a little power in his game that he used to have. Bradley Chubb has not lived up to the billing yet. It's been solid, but that's it. There's nothing where I'm going, oh, this this might be the best pass rushing duo in football. So I look at that and just go, right now, it's Von Miller. I know they got Shaquille Barrett and all those other guys there, too. But none of them are like game wreckers to me. What about Seattle's offensive line? Seattle's offensive line is one of the pleasant surprises of football this year. Wow. Yes. That's the big thing. And that's where I like Schottenheimer. They've gotten away from this Daryl Bevel, Ben McAdoo bullshit where it's like, we have two running plays and and uh, the, the, we run the same two ones every week. And yeah. we don't know why it doesn't work. It just... I don't know. It doesn't work. Yeah, because everybody knows what you're doing, and it sucks. That's why. So, Schottenheimer, yeah, he went to the AFC Championship game with Mark Sanchez as rookie's first and second year because he was creative in the run game mm. and with bootlegs and play actions and made Which life easy. perfect for Russell right. Wilson. Right. So, I look at that and also go, I think the weapons on the Seahawks are maybe slightly better than I even gave them credit for. I do like the running back situation. I think Rashad Penny's going to be the man. Yes. We'll see about the rest of those guys. I know Penny, Chris... Carson, right. Brandon Marshall, Doug Baldwin, Tyler right. Lockett, all those guys. Exactly right. I kind of like that squad. How do you see Case Keenum in that offense doing against Seattle? So, I, I, again, we know this is not the same Seattle vaunted defense that we've seen. There's no doubt about that. But I'm not going to sit here all... missing K.J. Wright, it looks like. I know too. K.J. Wright, and we got you know the, the Tasmanian devil in the middle, and, and Shaquem Earl, Griffin. Earl Thomas just came back. He's coming back. So that does help. And I don't think he's going to be like a huge different maker. But I will say this. There's enough on this D-line in Seattle to where I go, this isn't like 
pushover city up here. Jerron Reed. Right. Frank Clark. Exactly right. Rasheem Green's in that. They got a Deion Jordan. Hey, Shamar Steven, Tom Johnson. They were good additions from the Vikings last year. Quentin Jefferson, Nazir Jones is a starting defensive tackle for them. So I look at it from that standpoint and go, damn, okay, wait. I, I think they're a little bit better. Um, so how much are you putting on the Seattle Seahawks? But so we gotta go. So then I go to the the other side, and yeah, I'm just not sh- totally bought in on the the Broncos offense yet. I gotta see this offensive line first. Yeah, that that's it's, I haven't seen it. It's better, but iffy. I don't trust Jared Valdir. And um, you know, Case Keenum. You're going big on Seattle. Case Keenum, I do like the way he's oh looked. Oh my gosh! But I don't love it. It's Russell Wilson. I one thing I know is there's one team that has no theme or no genre to their team, and I know the other team coming into the town is Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks with and, Sebastian Janikowski and, and they Michael feel Dixon. like, damn, we're still good. You couldn't tell them they're not supposed to win the so Super you're going Bowl. Like 400? Yeah, no, no, I'm going on it. Play that damn music. I'm going five hundred dollars on the Seattle Seahawks. We own drugs. We're in Denver. Weed is legal. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, $500. I like the grunge music. Uh, Way to go, Nick. So you're taking the two and a half. You're going with Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. I'm going to put 100 on Denver. Yes, this is this is the game Damn. when you send me your text that you don't feel good about yeah, I your fucked that up. This is your game and then he sent his little eyebrow down emoji like I don't know what this is probably the game I'll eat shit on and you'll win. So I, who knows? Well, hold on, Fendrick, right. we have to do a mascot battle. I think this is the one to do it. <gasps> You're a Seahawk. Right. I'm a Bronco. Right. Why would a Seahawk beat a Bronco? Well, I mean, because a Bronco, he's too busy playing with his rope on his horse yeah. and saying yee-haw, and this Seahawk just comes down with his talons. <laughs> yeah, and it's a cute little Bronco. He's nice. He's a white Bronco. But, man, this Seahawk comes down, and first of all, the talon goes right into the guy riding the horse. <laughs> I don't need it. There's no humans and involved. Oh, no humans involved. Okay. Then he just goes Seahawk right to the throat dives, of the Broncos. misses, and the Bronco just begins to trample the Seahawk incessantly, <laughs> stomping the life out of the little bird coming from the Pacific coast. Welcome <laughs> to mountain time. Welcome to the naysayers of the Broncos. Seahawks don't stumble. They don't do that. They have reversible talons, as Josh has taught us, too. So he's going to be able to grab that throat of that little horsey. You're going to want to reverse your pick and it's here. over. No, I'm not. Yes, this is where we do it. Wow, I feel really bad about that. I just couldn't buy it. Yeah, I just think people are sleeping on the Seahawks a little bit. I think you're right. And I, I actually think I'm wrong on this. I think. Okay. And it's, I, it's, I, I, I was going to try and switch my pick. But and it's yeah. freaking Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, and they. I just, I just think they. I have will a, say this though: Seattle starts every season slow, a little slow, and that's the I know. Re- that's the reason I went with it. Uh, because I think Seattle was going to start slow, right. and I went. You know what? I think Denver's going to have some stuff up their sleeve. But yeah. I don't. That's I feel that's the one I feel least confident about. Okay, good. Uh, and by the way, Denver has won their home opener the last six years. Uh oh, due to lose. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Dallas at Carolina. No Thomas Davis. David Irving is suspended. Travis Frederick is out. Carolina is favored by three. <laughs> Carolina. Carolina's favored by three. Yes. 
Um, this is I'm excited to watch this football game. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, this is two big physical football teams. I think that's the thing that jumps out to me more than anything. I'm pulling up the rosters just so I don't forget anything. Sorry, I have to do it because I don't feel comfortable unless I do it. All right, um, I'm going to give my pick go ahead, first. Go ahead. I am going uh, $100 on Dallas plus three. Okay. Uh, I. That's incredible. Uh, I I wish that Dallas had more of their playmakers playing on their D-line. I really want David Irving to be out there. Sure. But I do have faith in Demarcus Lawrence and what we're seeing out of Randy Gregory right here. I have a lot of fear in Christian McCaffrey uh, because I, I don't think that the linebackers, uh, Sean Lee and Jalen Smith, can really match his speed to yep. the outside. Okay, But I look at the D-line of the Panthers and I go... They're going to make it hard for the Cowboys. I really do with with who they have there with uh, the D line, Kwan Short. You yeah, thank you. Sorry, and uh, they have uh, the, not low to Lele uh, Poe. Yeah, Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe. Yes, right, but I do think that they're going to wear them down, and I do <laughs> think that Dallas is going to keep running, and I do think not having Thomas Davis could be an issue. Right. My only fear. Carolina wants to play in the box. They love playing in the box. It's like how that for, like that franchise was built. It does scare me. I'm just going with Dallas because I think that they're a, they're going to be a better football team this year. I know I'm going out on a limb there, but I'm putting a hundred on Dallas. I, I'm I'm on that limb with you with the the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I think they're going to be a better football team. This this game's just got too many ifs for me to put too much money on this. I'm going ten dollars on the Cowboys. Just so you oh, have you that. are. Yep, I'm going to do ten dollars, but it does scare me. Yeah. Yeehaw, cowboy! We riding into Carolina. Gonna rope us a Carolina Panther. But I, I think uh, the big thing is there's just too many unknowns. It is a two physical football teams who are not trying to reinvent the wheel on what they do on either side of the football. I think what I do like about the Dallas Cowboys, their D line is deep. I think their secondary is very good. And I know there's safety there. They could probably use another piece there. But the three cover corners they got, I like them. Their ability to match up with the Carolina Panthers. I think they're big enough and physical enough up front to stop the run game of the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers' O-line is not going to be bad. It sounds like Daryl Williams is going to be yes, back. it does. Now, he might not be totally 100% for week one, so I played that into account that the Carolina's offense will not be hitting on all cylinders because I don't think their own line will be, and I do think this Cowboys defense is pretty special. Now, you go to the other side of the ball, and I just go real quick. I go, hey, the Cowboys' old line, we know what's special. That negates some of the power and the ability of the Carolina Panthers just to steamroll them. There's no great pass rusher no. on the Carolina Panthers. I think that's what scares me. It's more of an interior rush. Right. But that's the weakness of the Cowboys' offensive it, it, line. It could be. Joe we'll see Looney where playing at. center and exactly. Connor Williams playing guard. Those will be something that's to watch out. It's something to watch at. The other sure. thing I'm afraid of too is it's not Daniel. It's not. Uh, they have a new kicker for the Dallas yes, Cowboys. Right. Bailey's not there. Dan Bailey's gone. Sure. I get you. Me. So there, there's too many ifs there. That's what yes. I'm just saying. That's why I couldn't do a hundred dollars. Signing with Dallas $10. because of what main reason? I'm signing with Dallas just because I do think that they're the better football team right now. That's what I, I do, and I think Ezekiel Elliott's poised for a special year, I and so I too. think that we haven't seen what this Dallas offense is going to be. I just have a weird inkling 
reading the tea leaves, knowing some people in the world that Dallas has not uncorked their offense. I, I don't think so. We haven't even seen what I mean. They've been talking about Tavon Austin. You're, I think you're going to have a role, legit role for him. I think their receivers are a little undervalued. I think they're all solid. No superstar, no great, but all can do the same thing to where you couldn't put a beat on them to go, they do this with this guy and that with that guy. No, they can all do all of those. That's why I go the Cowboys. Washington at Arizona. Uh, Marcus Golden mispracticed. Robert Kimdichie, Corey Peters have been limited for Arizona. Arizona is favored by one at home. This is a four o'clock game. It's the last four o'clock game. Yep. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, I think this will be a close football game. Arizona's offense, it's been somewhat encouraging, but I still worry about their O-line, especially against this group. This We've talked about it. This Redskins D-line's real. They can They can ruin games for football teams. And I think that does scare me still. I expect, like I said, a little bit of a better run game with David Johnson back, Mike McCoy being the OC there. I do think they'll be patient with the run and try to work that aspect. I just don't know if there are enough weapons on the outside to really scare the Redskins secondary. Okay, And then I flip it over and go, man, I mean, so what those guys are at? None of them are special. I mean, that's what I mean. I just There's too many unknowns on the Arizona defense that's also making a total scheme regime change where there's some things I like. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Chandler Patrick Jones Peterson, is a man. Chandler Patrick Jones, Peterson, right. Deion Buchanan. Right. Um, and we'll see we'll, we'll see how they use our, our first-round pick last year, Hassan Riddick. I think yeah. he might be in that Thomas Davis type of role for this defense. But because of that and – Lack of other impressive defense alignment on Arizona. I go with Washington. I think Washington's a lot of one of those teams again. Like we talked, and about you're the, getting a point. Getting a point. I think they're going to win the football game. It is on the road in Arizona, and scared me. That's why I only go ten dollars on the skins. I am going one hundred dollars on Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel very similar to that the way I feel about Cleveland. Alex Smith is going to protect the ball. Yeah. I am very excited to see a healthy Jordan Reed, a healthy Chris Thompson. I don't know if Paul Richardson, I don't know if Josh Doxson's involved, but the fact that Washington has Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson, and Jamison Crowder with a quarterback like Alex Smith and an offensive line that is a top five offensive line mm-hmm. that everyone forgets against a smaller Arizona team that's what I like. I, I think Washington might actually win this one comfortably. I, I wanted to go hard in this game. And you didn't because? I, I don't, I just because I don't know. Because I don't think Washington has that killer instinct. I don't know what they are And yet. I don't and know I don't that know team Alex yet. Smith. Right. I just got to see the offense I trust Minuski on defense. My whole philosophy was if factor week one. If. I-F factor. If there was too many ifs, I stayed away from it. And you know I why I didn't a put a lot of money on the Chargers? Yeah. Because I don't like facing Andy Reid with extended time. That's why I didn't. Because that's an if for me. I, it's an if. I know. I put $100 on the Chargers. I was more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's all right. I get it. It scared the shit out of me, too. I was more playing the factor of I think I San- Chargers are the better team, and I don't trust Mahomes there in that matchup. I forgot Seattle's your big bet. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Sunday night football. Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers. On against the Khalil Mack led Chicago Bears. Sims, what are you doing? The Packers are favored at home by seven and a half, the second largest line of the week. Like, this popped to me. I mean, absolutely popped. 
the Bears, let's just go on the offensive side of the ball first with the Packers versus the Bears defense. The Bears front seven is arguably one of the best in the sport. Their middle linebackers, Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. Like, yeah, okay, have fun with that. Good luck. That's that's a phenomenal front seven, let alone Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Jonathan Bullard. And I don't know, I'm forgetting other ones that are involved in this. Oh, my man, Roy Robertson Harris, who's a, a, a newly formed beast in the middle of that defense. I just look at them and go, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to win the game with his passing and just do the same old like Aaron Rodgers crap. And do I think he can win the game that way? Of course I do. But by seven and a half points, what? I think that's freaking crazy. What? I do. I mean, first thing, too, is the secondary matchups. I mean, the Bears' secondary. You love Eddie Jackson. You love Fuller. I, I love Fuller. Fuller is going to be a top five corner in the sport this year. Adrian Amos is very good. I'm not ready to put him in the star stratosphere yet, but he's very good. Prince of Mukamara is solid. solid on the other side, and they have some other solid guys. Then I go to the other side of the ball. Okay. What are we going to get from Nagy's offense against this Petten defense? Let's talk about it, right? I mean, we know we, we both, I think, think the Bears' O-line is pretty damn good. Yes. We think Nagy's pretty creative. We got weapons all over the weapons place. Weapons all over the place. I don't even know if we know oh, what's going to happen to me. Too many weapons. Almost, Almost too many weapons. Oh, what do you read? Davis Webb. Yes, right. Almost too many weapons. And out of the fact that, yes, I'm more positive about the Packers defense, but I'm not ready to sit here and just go, they're going to shut down the you know every team they play and, and it's going to be that type of defense. No, I, I don't see it that way. I still think the Packers lack depth and lack some big-time different makers in their front seven. They have improved the secondary, but I don't think enough to do it. So I am putting $500 wow. on the Chicago Bears. Wow. I eat Packers. I eat people who put paper bags on their head or paper bags on things. I don't know. Is that what a Packer is? I don't know. Maybe a cheese? I think Packers pack are like... and cheese? I know, but I, yeah, they pack something in a way. I don't know. Dangerous. <laughs> uh, that was really dangerous. I My mind putting, went in the gutter there. I am putting $100 on the Bears. Okay. Um, I definitely had this as Green Bay for a little bit, and then I went back to the Bears. I'm with you. The thing that scares me, Green Bay has a history of beating the crap out of the Bears at home. Yeah. It's just like what they do, even when we're confident about them. And... I know I'm excited. Like I, I look at the Bears roster, and went holy crap! They have Taylor Gabriel, and I forgot about I that. Along like everyone's Anthony talking Miller. about Allen Robinson and Kevin White and Evan Miller, uh, Anthony Miller, and even Javon Wims. But like Taylor Gabriel could catch a ball and go seventy. Okay. Um, I know that we like the Bears' offensive line. I'm not a huge fan of Eric Cush at left guard. Okay, and I, I, I do. I don't think they're over. I don't think they're a powerful offensive. Line. I think they're a good offensive line. They are, right. And I do go, man, if Rodgers... Like, do you think that Jamal Williams and, and their Packers will be able to run on the Bears or no? I, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be tough just, sledding. I think it'll be very tough sledding. I don't think it's going to... No, the big runs of the night will be Aaron Rodgers escaping the pocket and making runs that way. Yeah. I, I worry about Aaron Rodgers just kind of making a few big plays and figuring it out, but I just think the Bears' defense should be able to keep it tight. Seven and a half, this to me was like a three and a half, four and a half, not a seven and a half. I, I would agree. Also, I look at how Fangio did, you know, in years against the Packers when he was with the 49ers. 
they can slow them down. I mean, he's he's done that. He gave Aaron Rodgers one of his worst playoff performances yep. ever. Um, yeah, I, wow. I, this is one thing where you know I'm picking the Packers to win the game. But man, people, don't be shocked if we wake up Monday morning and, Chicago and, the, and won Chicago's them. won this game. I, I, this, it's just I I feel like there's been no unproven. offense. There's no offense more hyped than the Bears' offense, yeah. and we need to see it click. Yeah, we do. Especially because, like, Trubisky didn't play at the end. No, I know. Of preseason. I know. Um, Monday Night Football, Sam Darnold, our best buddy, going to Detroit, taking on Matt Patricia. And the Lions are favored by six and a half. Yes. What, where are you going here? Well, that's a lot of points for a Lions team that I have questions about. Awful yeah, this I mean, preseason. Awful. Uh, are you going Jets? I'm going $10 on the Jets. I'm going $100 on the yeah. Jets. I I don't know if I can sit here and pick the Jets to win the football game. I'm going to pick Detroit to win the football game, but I do think it's going to be close. The I mean, thing that scares me from yeah. the Jets' perspective is a lack of a big pass rush against Matt Stafford. Sure, right. They have the secondary to cover people, they do. but how long are they going to have to cover people? I know. The thing that excites me from the Jets' perspective, I think the Detroit Lions want to run the ball, and the Jets are not one of those teams where you really want to try and Push it a lot much. of big people in that. A lot of seven. big people, right. Leonard Williams, Steve McClendon, they're ready for you. Yep, and their linebackers can be all over the place. Yes, they can. I think that's that Sam. The question is: Is Sam going to turn over the ball, or is he going to protect the ball? Right. Because sometimes he gets a little crafty, and I get a little bit worried. And I do think that the Lions have a few big weapons to take advantage. But I thought that the Lions' D line has been getting pushed around thus far. I, that's it's that would be playing into my factor here. And I, there's again, this is a game I look at too. Many I could ifs. see pounding Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell. I I, I could. And too. I love a Nunua across the middle. Right. I mean, we haven't seen the Jets make big time plays in their past game yet no. we need to see that but I, yeah this is a, not a Lions defense that is special by any stretch of the imagination there's not a huge a lot of huge difference makers and I do think they're still in the process of figuring out the rules of the Matt Patricia defense you know it there's a lot of rules to that defense uh, Bill Belichick and what they do up there that's why they're kind of bend don't break all the time and they play conservative and they don't just let their D linemen pin their ears back and get after people uh, I am expecting the Lions to win just because Matt Stafford will make enough plays to win this football game. But I think this is a very close game when all said and done, like like Lions win 24-20 or 23-17, something along, along those lines. Rams at Oakland. Yeah. Rams are favored by four. Yeah. Clearly the better football team. They just haven't played at all this preseason. No, that's exactly This was the line right. that everyone's coming to me and going, you got to bet on the Rams. And there's just something about it. I could see halftime the Raiders being up 10-3. And like, what's going on with the Rams? And people are freaking out just because they haven't gotten any reps. They yeah. could also come out and be up 21-3. to They very well could be. Uh yeah. What'd you go with? What I, I'm going with the Rams, but only $10. I went 100 on the Rams. You went 100 on the Rams. I went 100 on the Rams. Bah. Bah. Yeah. It doesn't matter that we didn't play. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I do uh, I do worry about the things that you just mentioned up or mentioned. That, that's certainly a concern. But they're such a more talented football team at literally every position. They really except are. Except quarterback. And, but also the other thing we have to and take Jared into account. And Jared Goff is good. Jared Goff is good. Uh the rest of the team is really good. It's one of the best rosters in the sport. I think the thing that scares me is, like you said, they didn't play. 
and we don't know what Gruden's about to unveil. You think he's going to uncork something? He better after this freaking week. I would think so. And the fact that hey, but they're it's his facing first Wade game Phillips. back. I know it's his first game back too. Then the and the Coliseum's going to be bonkers. Yeah, but that's where you I think, think you're you think wrong. they're going to boo John and like, go like think, that way. Yes. Okay. I think that it's going to be bonkers, but it's going to be everywhere. If that offense starts slow, the boos are raining down. I think Gruden has already lost the fan base. Man. Yeah, that's Man. what happens when you trade away the best player for yeah. two first-round picks, and you're not good at drafting. Yeah. And you're losing the team in two years. So you've mortgaged the now for the future, and they don't even get to experience the future. Right. I think that the I think that the Coliseum could turn on Gruden fast. Where's the pass rush come from the Raiders? Don't know. Right? You know, who the cover corners? What have we done? We don't know. Gary and Conley, we haven't seen him yet. Okay, we're going DRC. And also the older Gruden guys. is facing yeah, you think that Gruden's gonna incork something? You don't think that Sean McVay yeah, against I his former you. coach is going, let me show you who the new Gruden is? Yeah, I do. I know, I know. That's I, I, I could see- I just could see the Rams not executing the way they should. Of course. Like a like golf missing some easy throws or maybe even Gurley fumbling just because he hasn't been hit since last year's wild card game. Those are the things that scared me. There's no doubt who the better team on the field is. All right, so let me recap these. The main ones that meet we disagreed on. We disagreed. You went Atlanta. I went Philadelphia. You went Jacksonville. I went the Giants. You went San Francisco. I went Minnesota. You went Pittsburgh. I took the points with Cleveland. You went Seattle. Big. I went Denver. Your biggest bets, 200 on Atlanta, 100 on Miami, 100 on Cincinnati, 100 on the Chargers, 500 on Seattle, 500 on Chicago. Go Aaron Rodgers, go Case Keenum. (laughs) I am pretty sure right now I am going to make my Lefko locks. Baltimore minus seven, Miami plus one and a half, Cincinnati plus three. Andy Reid scares me, and that's why I'm not putting more money on the Chargers. Um, I know I like I like your thing in Seattle. I'm not going to go, and I'm not going Dallas. No. Uh, so I. Yeah. Chicago is interesting. I don't feel like betting against Aaron Rodgers when I know they have a guy that just started and Roquan Smith's a rookie. So there's just a little bit of thing, and Green Bay has a history. So I think I'm going to go Ravens against Buffalo. I'm taking advantage of Nathan Peterman. Yep. Miami against Tennessee. It's a home hot Miami, and I can't believe that you're getting points there. And then Cincinnati. It's Andrew Luck for the first time in a year. I'm taking what I believe are the more talented rosters. I, do you I, support I, that? I, I do. I totally support those it. Those will be my three teams. You'll see those in a Lefko Locks graphic. They'll probably all get blown out, and then everyone will tell me I am an idiot. Before we go, it's a segment that we'd hate to leave out. It is guaranteed to lose. No spreads, just five teams that Sims has are going to lose. Guaranteed to lose. Here we go. First up. Oh, it's an old familiar flow. Foe, I should say. I'm out of my flow. Oh, Buffalo Bills. Welcome to Guaranteed to Lose. You know why you're going to lose? Because I said so, and this is my damn segment, and I'll say what the hell goes on. But you're starting Nathan Peterman against the Baltimore Ravens. It's the tough, one of the toughest stadiums to play for, and Nathan Peterman has no weapons. Sorry, Buffalo. Circle the wagon some other time. Little you're faster. Losing. Who's second? Okay. Second is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, no. Welcome to New Orleans. 
I don't think pirate ships can fit up through the canals in New Orleans, so you're stuck. You're in a bad spot. And it's Drew Brees versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, yes, sorry. Drew Brees greater than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Next, guaranteed to lose. I'm so sorry, Jimmy Q. Jimmy GQ and the 49ers. But you're going to lose to the Minnesota Vikings. Why? Because... Minnesota's better on both sides of the ball, I think. Notice I'm that he sorry. apologies to Jimmy, but not Kyle Shanahan. Sorry, is, Kyle. Sorry. Is the friendship fractured? Sorry, Next, it might be over. Oh, I got to seize it to believe it. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, welcome back for the 33rd week in a row. Seriously. Yes, I'm not taking them off the list until they win more than one game a year. And they got the mad, angry Pittsburgh Steelers coming into town. You will lose. Lefko's mom said you're going to lose. So you lose. Sharon is the boss. Fifth team, guaranteed to lose. Fifth team. This is a tough one. But... Kansas City. Kansas City. You're going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. And yes, there's no home field advantage, but it's a rookie quarterback making his first start against the program in Bosa and Ingram. And Phillip Rivers, I think, is an MVP candidate this year. And the Chiefs secondary. Have you seen it lately? No, neither have I because it stinks and you're going to lose. And that is Oracle. guaranteed to lose. So if you're doing a survivor oh, pool, the five that teams wasn't fast enough? the five teams that Sims thinks are guaranteed to lose. The Bills at the Ravens, Tampa at New Orleans, San Francisco at Minnesota, Cleveland hosting the Steelers, Kansas City at the Chargers. Out of those, I'm most confident in Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. So if you're doing a survivor pool, Sims is giving you those five teams, however you want to navigate yeah, it, right. as the five teams he thinks are most likely to lose. Yes, sir. How do you feel about your picks overall? I feel pretty good. I do. It's funny. Here I was not confident about my picks, and we really only disagreed on five of them. Right. And I'm okay with them because I know in your heart you wanted to take Minnesota and the Giants. Um, yes, but I only paid ten dollars, so I don't care. Exactly. I, I'm going to make my You're move big with the Seahawks and the Chicago Bears. All right, so I get to root for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm rooting against Seattle. That will hurt me because I love Russell Wilson with all my heart. Yes. Uh, guys, those are our picks. Again, if you watch the show on Wednesday night, when you're watching games on Sunday and you see a penalty that should not have been called or was too excessive, use the hashtag. Keep it in your pants. Keep it in your pants. We're talking, talking about, about your flags. flags. Keep it in your pants. Talk talking about, about flags. flags. And we're going to continue this conversation. I will be on social uh, on Sims and Lefko. We're going to have a good time. Uh, we're going to have Sims kind of doing some videos, maybe tweeting in some stuff. Oh, gosh. Uh, and it's going to be great. We love you guys. We hope that your team wins. Unless it's against another fan that supports us more. And we hope that you lose. Uh, for Sims. Peace out, homie. Fendrick would say, good, good evening. evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E Man. says, holla, 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 holla. Can you believe the Eagles won last night? Uh. Incredible. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>